Welcome to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. I'm your host, Sam Moss. You know, when I was growing up, I used to hate the phrase, everything has a place. You know, what this meant is either my room was trashed or that my siblings and I made a huge mess in the house and it was now time to clean it up. And if you're a kid, that's the last thing you want to do. And my mom would be the one to announce that we needed to clean up. And she would just tell us, well, everything has a place, guys, which to this day just reminds me of spending a good portion of the day uh, putting the belongings in my room away so I could actually see the floor again for the first time in a few weeks. So, but looking back, uh, if my mom didn't remind us that everything had a place, the job could have taken way longer to complete and would never have done, and we would have never done the same we would have never done it the same way twice. So instead of cleaning and organizing for a couple of hours, uh, I may have been there for a week if she didn't have that system in place. And the reason this was the case is because our home had a system that was implemented so the job gets done right in in a timely order. And the fact is you can be doing the same thing in your business as well. Today in the podcast, I have an incredible entrepreneur and business owner named Josh Lattimore. Uh, to share the steps that you need to take to build sound and effective systems in both your business and actually your home. The home is actually some bonus stuff that he talked about, which was really cool. Uh, This is so your life and business can run like a well-oiled machine. Uh, Josh owns his uh, owns a business called Honor and Fire, and this week he is going to share some incredible systems you can implement in your life and your business. Here is my interview with Josh Lattimore. Josh, thank you, thank you for being here on the podcast with me. It is great to have you on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I, I love talking about business with like-minded people. That, you know, me too, and that's why you are here. Um, I want you to first go ahead and share what your business is, what you do, how you help people. Can you share for a couple minutes your history? Sure. Well, what I do today is definitely not how it started. I started out as a pizza <laughs> delivery driver living in a trailer park just mm-hmm. south of Flint, Michigan. I married my high school sweetheart at 20 years old. I got the entrepreneurial bug. I would deliver pizzas and listen to like Rich Dad, Poor Dad on cassette tapes, which for all the old people, they remember what cassette tapes are. And I would try to get motivated and I wanted to start a business, but I didn't know you know, how to do it or what to do. Now you fast forward a few years, I decided to start a cleaning company and we cleaned windows and we washed houses with pressure cleaners and things like that. And for the first two and a half years of that company, uh, basically, we just had pain and suffering. I mean, we had no money. I had a car repossessed. We had our electricity shut off one time, and I could not figure out how to make it work. And I was just failing and spinning my wheels. And it wasn't for a lack of effort because the effort level was really high. I was just doing a lot of things the wrong way. And that's when I discovered, you know, the concept of systems. And you hear people you know, influencers and business gurus talk about systems and you got to have systems. So I dove into that and I started implementing systems and we got that business to start working. In fact, it tripled the year uh, that I discovered the concept of systems and continued to grow from there. So that little cleaning business wound up doing almost $200,000 a month cleaning windows. We had 25 employees and it was seasonal, but it was a really, really good business and it was totally automated. Uh, at that That's incredible. Point, Yeah. So I was really passionate about automation and systems and growth. And I had this desire to build this 
you know, multi-million dollar business. I thought that would make me happy. I thought that was what we're supposed to go after. And so we built that, I sold it. Then I started a software company. We scaled that to over seven figures. And the big lesson in what I do now is I help uh, people that are entrepreneurs, but they're also married and have kids use systems, not just in their business, but in their family, because, you know, we've been on the brink of divorce and anybody listening to this knows the pressure of what it feels like to push so hard to build a business, mm-hmm. but have things start to fall fall apart at home or to catch on fire at home or to have some friction and conflict and, you know, parenting is hard and business is hard and marriage is hard and you mix it together. And it's like this potential Molotov cocktail of destruction. <laughs> exactly. So today our focus is with a, a new company called Honor and Fire. And that's where we help entrepreneurial families. That is really cool. That's that's awesome, Josh. Can you share really the foundation of what it, what is a system and how can we implement something like that in our business? Well, one thing that's important for everyone to understand is that everybody listening to this already has a fully systemized business right now. You hmm. also have a fully systemized life right now. The trick, though, is to, to, to shift your thinking. So the question is not, should I use systems? Because you already are. I mean, the way you talk to your spouse is a system. The way that you lead or don't communicate properly or do communicate properly to your employees is a system. If you don't follow up with a prospect to close the deal, you have a zero-touch follow-up system. <laughs> yeah, system. I've never looked at it that way. That is really interesting. Yeah, most people just just have really bad systems that are not serving them well. Mm-hmm. Or they get overwhelmed and they get too crazy with it and they try to have a process and a system for everything you could imagine um, when when they really don't need to. Typically, there's one big domino that needs to be knocked over at a time and you keep doing that until you get get to success. So small companies that say, hey, what systems do I need? Usually on the business side, it's sales and marketing systems. You know, And you follow like, through, right? Yeah, you got to execute on the systems mm-hmm. for sure. And you know, there's some frameworks that can teach you how to create systems. But in general, it starts with sales and marketing. That's the foundational cornerstone. How do you find and convert a customer and keep them happy for life? That's mm-hmm. usually where the breakdown is for probably 90% of small businesses. And so I see people spit shining their website or they're ordering new fancy uniforms or they're they're doing something that feels productive, but their business is still stuck because they haven't dealt with the elephant in the room, which is how are you going to scale your sales and marketing? No, I've been totally there and understand the, oh, well, I'm, I'm working. And it's like, well, what are you actually you doing? And where is the line when it comes to, well... This is really way too systemized for where you are right now. And wow, you have no systems at all. Is is there such thing as over-systemizing things? Absolutely there is. Yeah. And uh, like, let's say that, let's say that you have great customers and you do a thousand transactions with a thousand customers and everything's good. But then you have one customer that um, gets really mad about something or they mm-hmm. don't pay you. Okay, let's say they don't pay their invoice. They're just going to screw you over. They're one of those people, right? Because they're out there. Well, then you go around and you and you build a system to collect prepayment, you know, from all of your customers. That would be an example of over-systemizing, right? So what you're doing is you're mm-hmm. creating a policy based on the anomaly. So the one weird, crazy customer is going to affect the 999 customers where everything was working fine. So we don't want to yeah. over-systemize because complexity in a business can really kill the business. Adding mm-hmm. systems isn't about overdoing it or making things complicated. It's about simplifying 
and clearly communicating how you do the stuff you're supposed to do in your business and how your team is doing the things you're supposed to be doing. Uh, every year in my companies, we sit down, usually in the winter time, and we remove systems. We burn them. We burn them to the ground. We throw them in the garbage because uh, all of us will put in things that are too redundant or it's too complicated. And really, simplicity is super important, especially for a small company. Mm-hmm. Now, you had said that you have five children before we were on the air and you that's that's a small tribe and probably more employees than most business uh, small businesses have nowadays <laughs> and what does it mean when you say that you should be implementing systems in your home as well because for a smooth sailing well-oiled machine it does seem like uh you're going to need some systems that you need to implement when it comes to a family that size can you share that Oh, man, there's so many. Uh, The first foundational systems every family needs to have are connection systems, meaning, you know, because let me back up. Growing a business takes a lot of bandwidth. It's emotionally draining. It's mentally draining. It can be terrifying. The financial uncertainty is all over the place and puts a lot of pressure on the family. So the entrepreneur will get sucked into working for like more and more hours, working weekends, trying to close the gap, right? Where at home, maybe they're suffering. And so connection systems are important to make sure that you and your wife and you and your kids all understand where you are, where you're going, most importantly, why you want to get there. And then everyone can put their hand in the middle, you know, metaphorically and say, okay, go team. Like we're choosing Mm -hmm. as a family to do this thing. Dad is going to be in a hard season for the next six months because we've all agreed this is what our family needs to do. We need to, you know, get the business to this point or achieve this goal or pay off this debt or whatever. And so communication is huge and connection systems are things like special one-on-one time with your kids. You know, one system we have in our family is every week I have Sawyer Sunday, Maverick Monday, Tucker Tuesday, uh, Finley Friday, and Judah May (laughs) Thursday. And so my kids, if I'm in a season of grind where I'm really have high output and I'm, I'm just, I'm working a lot, Mm -hmm. that's okay. But they know that they have their dedicated one-on-one time with dad every single week. And I've done this for almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible what intentional time can do. So being connected doesn't mean that you sit at home all day and that you're Mr. Dad or whatever. It means that you're, you're present and you're, you're intentional when you are with them, that you get on their level. We also have date night with our wife. That's another connection system. Mm-hmm. There's even sex systems. I mean, there's there's all kinds of stuff yeah. we can talk about. But being connected as a family, especially in your marriage, has to be the foundation. Uh, after that, the next types of family systems you need are identity systems. This has to do with, like, what's your family's mission statement? Like, what's your family's core values? Like, mm-hmm. what, are you, who do you, what do you stand for? What are you fighting against? Why do you do hard things? What's the purpose of all this stuff? And I believe as parents, especially entrepreneurial parents, it's critical that we inject and instill identity in our children. Because if we don't tell them who they are, the Mm -hmm. world's going to do it for us anyway. Absolutely true. So, you know, something that's out there is you either have to sacrifice your business or sacrifice your family. I think that's kind of a mindset that's in a lot of business owners because small business owners, they're out there and they're you know, in their business from morning until night and sometimes even the wee hours of morning getting stuff done. And it's like, well, you know, I'm doing this for my family and they understand. And then 20 years go by and the family's gone. But that doesn't have to be the, that doesn't have to be the case, right? 
Of course not. But if you just look at social media or you look at like the Grant Cardones of the world or the Gary V's, these guys that are like the hustle grind culture, like if Mm -hmm. that's where you're getting all of your your education, it's going to feel like that's true. But it's absolutely Mm -hmm. not true. One of my business um, coaches and mentors, a guy named Russell Brunson, and he has a huge software company called ClickFunnels. And one of his quotes that I hear him say a lot is that no amount of success in business can compensate for failure in the home. Mm-hmm. And you can have your cake and eat it too. You can walk and chew gum. It just takes communication. It takes sharing vision. You know, entrepreneurs go live on this island at work. They do all this stuff all day and they come home and they don't really engage in their family, like what they were doing, why they were doing it. Right. So there's kind of like we're living two different lives. Well, when you can uh, merge those into one shared vision, everything mm-hmm. changes. So yes, you might have to work uh, way more hours than you want to for a season, for a, for a mm-hmm. time, but that's okay. You know, I don't believe yeah. that the idea of balance is even a real thing because on the other side of the hustle grind culture, you have people saying, well, you know, you just, you know, money isn't everything. You got to have balance. I also reject that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because like what you're telling people to do is to not grow and to push and to change the world. And human beings are designed to do those things. Mm-hmm. So balance, if you think about it, if your life's perfectly balanced, it basically to me means you're mediocre at every single category at the same time. Mm-hmm. How do you excel in a certain area of your life without sacrificially taking away from a different area? You can't. Right. So if it's time to hit a milestone in business, you got to take away some bandwidth and some energy from somewhere else. If you mm-hmm. want to get serious about your health, then you take it away from somewhere else. And constant communication and reviewing your systems and casting vision and, and sharing as a family, especially with your spouse, is the recipe to make that work. So when a season of business comes along and everybody has it, where the hustle and the bustle just picks up, you know you're going to have to do extra work, be there late for a season, like you said, how can we as business owners communicate that most importantly to our spouse? And then secondly, to our, if we have any children, to them as well. And then also, when you're done with that, can you add how to really cut off that season? Because it can go too long. And uh, I'm sure that many business owners, they see, wow, I'm in a season, I'm in a season, and that season lasts a lot longer than they had really communicated in the first place, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in perpetuity. That's the thing about hitting a mm-hmm. million dollars in your business. It seems like this really important, magical thing. But when you do it, you realize, oh, okay, like, that wasn't that cool. And so you move mm-hmm. the bar. So now you're like, okay, 10 million. Yeah. You, I have lots of friends with $10 million businesses, mm-hmm. but they move the bar to a hundred. Every single one of them goes from like one to 10 to like 50 to a hundred. Right. And then mm-hmm. Russell did a hundred. Now he wants to get a billion. Right. So it's <laughs> the bar Yeah. because it never stops moving. You can, you can burn your personal life to the ground, chasing something that really won't fulfill you the way you think it will. Mm-hmm. If you're not careful. So how do you communicate right. to your spouse? First of all, it shouldn't be a shock or a surprise that there's going to be these seasons if you've been communicating well and casting vision in the first place. The second thing is, is what's in it for them? You know, are you helping support your wife's goals, dreams, and visions just as much as you are your business dreams and visions? My wife gives me permission, not that I have to have it, but she gives me permission to go run and chase after what I need to go chase after. And mm-hmm. I do the same thing for her. So some systems to help with that. Number one is don't set super long-term goals when you're talking to your family. You set bite-sized, like 90-day sprints at the most so that you're reviewing things regularly. 
-hmm. The other thing is, is you need to do what's called a strategic reset. This should just be husband and wife and you get really raw and you communicate the hard truth of how you're feeling, where you're at. Are you overwhelmed? Is, is, is dad working all the time, really stressing out the marriage? Do we need to pull back? Do we need to push pause? And this is where those things get brought up at the strategic reset. And all that means is for two days, get alone with your spouse, find childcare. You don't have to spend a bunch of money, but even rent a local hotel or something, change your state bring a whiteboard in there and you just lay out the vision for your life. You lay out mm -hmm. areas that are struggling or if you're burnt out and you talk about it and you create the next 90 day target for your family. We will be right back with the rest of my interview with Josh in just a moment. Have you ever been to a website that totally confused you and just lost your interest in an instant. Um, so at One Click Agency, we see this every single day. You know, whether the website has way too many words or it's just, you know, too tough to navigate, we have seen it all. And what we've found after seeing hundreds of websites a year is that pretty much every business is making the same five mistakes on their website. So what we did is we wrote a PDF that we are giving away for free to help correct those mistakes at oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. You can either spell that out, use the numbers, it doesn't matter. See, if you're making one of these five mistakes, they are super easy to fix. They really don't take long at all to find either. This is foundational and basic stuff for your website, guys. If your business is making one of these five mistakes, chances are you have potential customers leaving your website without you even knowing it. And do you want the people visiting your website to engage with your business? Check to see if you're making any of these five mistakes on your website by going to oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. It's free. Oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. And I'll explain what those mistakes are and how you can fix them all on your own oneclickagency.com forward slash five website mistakes. What about your kids? So let's say we have children. Obviously you share the vision with your wife, which is the most important first step, but let's say you have the kids and you know that you're going to be going into a season and I'm sure you've been into it. Other business owners have, how do you communicate that to the children? I mean, you can't take each one on a, a two day trip like you would your wife. So how do you go about that? You just tell them the truth. I mean, mm -hmm. people are way too soft with kids, especially these days. And it's like, we try to protect our kids from adult things. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. They're capable of understanding really complex ideas. Even when they're young, you say, Hey, mm -hmm. You know that us as Latimers, this is what we stand for. This is what we're about. You know that we're trying to achieve this goal. And for the next few months, dad's going to be working more than normal. And how do you feel about that? You got any questions, right? But you're not seeking your kid's approval. Your right. job isn't to get permission from your children. Your job is to just let them watch you go on the journey. I mean, how cool for a mm -hmm. kid to watch their father attempt to do big things. How cool to watch your father fail at something and then talk about it. Say, man, that's mm -hmm. awesome. We just lost 50 grand. Now I'm really stressed out. Like, here's the mistake I made. Here's what I'm going to do different. We're so open with our kids. It's insane. You know, mm -hmm. things like family dinners. We have happies and crappies. We have, <laughs> we, have <the> Latimer, <laughs> we have the Latimer of the month award that, you know, for the, for the kid that exemplifies our core values the most that month. Mm -hmm. 
And it's all fun. It's not rigid. It's super fun. I mean, we have a fog machine in our living room and a PA system for dance parties. <laughs> we have lots and lots and lots of fun. But I more or less tell my kids what's happening, mm-hmm. not ask them if they think I should do it. Uh, right. I just tell them this is who we are. This is this is what I'm called to do, and I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to bringing work home, what are your thoughts on that? Because I've 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 heard from multiple people. You know, we we leave it at home. I know business owners that both the husband and the wife run the business, and they don't bring it home at all. And then some business owners they they share a lot with their kids. You know, where is the line with that in your eyes? Hmm. Um, I think for real true entrepreneurs, people that want to just change the world, and I'm not saying that in a cheesy, like overused way, I'm trying to think of a better phrase, but you want to change your family tree. You want to make a dent. Like when you die, like you want people to be like, that was a good man that did amazing things. Like he served the community. He created jobs. He created wealth. He did. If you're one of those types of people, the idea that you can somehow just turn it off is just Mm -hmm. fake. It's just not real, yeah. right? So there has to be some elasticity in it. If you have good systems and your business is working, it's a lot easier. But when you're in mm-hmm. startup hustle and grind mode, it's not easy. Um, so how do you get your spouse to be in a position where they're cheering you on rather than fighting for attention? That's the real mm-hmm. question. Because when they're cheering you on and I have to step outside to take a call and it's during family dinner, but we know that it's really hypercritical and everybody supports it. There's not anything wrong with that. Um, mm-hmm. It only becomes something wrong with it if, you know, your communication gets out of whack or if, you know, that's situational with each couple, I guess. But right. I don't think that you have to draw that hard line. If you want to, it's okay. But that's more mm-hmm. of an employee mindset, in my opinion. And how do you get your your spouse and children to really be that that cheerleading team? Does that just go back to getting them on, on board with the vision and making sure they know the foundation of what you're going to be doing? That's how you get them to initially participate skeptically. Mm -hmm. The way that you get them to become cheerleaders is by delivering the goods. It's by conquering stuff. It's by actually knocking down the giant and chopping its head off. Like you have to actually produce. And when in the beginning, I talked about sales and marketing. A lot of people, a lot of men, they, they want this like unbridled support from their spouse in perpetuity. Like you just need to support me, but that's bull crap. Like there, there has to be a finite amount of time where mm-hmm. at some point you have to actually produce, you got to win, you got to make the sale, you got to close the deal. And when you drag that thing through the front door, when you club something and drag it home and say, look what dad did, mm-hmm. that starts to do something. So the second piece to it is celebrating with wins. So one of the exercises we help couples do is document what we call is their win language, right? How can you take this huge lifelong vision And break it into little itty bitty things where every few weeks or every couple months, everybody's getting to celebrate the journey because it truly is about the process, not about the destination. So, Mm -hmm. for example, my kids, you know, if you think of love languages like, you know, quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, things like that, a win language would be, you know, how in a physical, tangible way, what specifically do I do for my son Maverick to show him in in a logical and tangible way? that this is working, that we're winning, right? And it mm-hmm. might be booking a fishing trip with him. It might be doing something in the outdoors if that's what he's into. But also for your, your spouse, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I booked a massage therapist to come to our house 
and to give my wife and one of her friends, you know, full hour massages while they watched Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I took all the kids and like, I just took that off her plate because mm-hmm. that was, a, that was a win for her. So delivering these little wins is humongous and it, people can't mm-hmm. not root for you when they're being served with wins. Can, can I tell you one yeah. more story about this too? Cause I think it's important. Absolutely. Go ahead. So I was doing some coaching for a small business and this guy had been struggling for 10 years, you know, and as I was working with him, he would always talk about how his wife doesn't support him. And he was kind of had a victim mindset, but he's a super nice guy. Obviously mm-hmm. I didn't have her side of the story, but finally it got to a point where I said, listen, like what's something your wife needs or has been wanting that you're not delivering on? Like, do you need to take that family vacation you've been promising for five years? Yeah. You're like, give me something. And he said that she wanted a hot water heater. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's interesting. And she wanted a tankless hot water heater. I said, well, I want you to schedule it on your calendar when that will be installed two weeks from, from today. And so he did. It was going to cost like 1300 bucks or 1500 bucks. And he's like, uh, well, I don't have the money for it right now. I said, listen, that, that hot water thing, if it's not installed two weeks from now, I'm, I can't help you anymore. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't come through in a decade, on little silly, stupid things like if you can't find a way to make it rain like a hurricane, to like club something and drag it home, if you can't figure this out, I can't help you. And I don't want to help you. Yeah. In addition to that, I don't even want to know you. I don't want to be mm-hmm. around people like that. So it was really hard on him. And, uh, you know, at the last minute, he got, got it taken care of. But it's a mindset. You can't uh, get your family to live in the future perpetually like oh no someday we're going to do these things someday you have to reverse engineer that to small micro wins regularly as you're on the journey something that is completely attainable and that they can see because you can get a house someday and you know i'm going to get a a bigger house someday but if we have goals set along you know the path like you know once we hit this well guess what we're sitting really good and this is what we can push for and they can actually see just even if it's like a five-year goal down the road, like this is our goal to get uh, this car or this house, then they see it and they can help push it, push forward too. Because if it's yeah. just, oh, you know, we'll, we'll get it someday, then they're so going to fall easy. off real quick. A hundred percent. You're exactly right. And it's really easy for entrepreneurs to live in the future. Mm-hmm. Our heads are in the future. We're future-based creatures. We're just, we can see it in 4K. We can see the business, see the house, see the success. Like, we mm-hmm. can see it and smell it and it's real to us. But it's not like that to the people around you. They can only see that you're gone all the time and that you're stressed out. They don't see the vision. And so right. when you get frustrated with them for not supporting it, it's, it's your fault because you're not materializing that vision in a tangible way in little chunks. So, for example, if you want the big house, you should be scheduling you know, house tour dates with your wife. Mm-hmm. You should go twice a month and go tour million-dollar houses on open houses and stuff and just go walk through them so they can see it. You should print out pictures of the house you want and hang it in your dining room table. You know, like Mm -hmm. your whole family should see the target, right? No, that's, that's so true. And I, that's, that's going to give me some ideas for when it comes to getting a house or something that we want, because that's the next step is one of my wife and I's goals uh, is to get a bigger house because we're going to want to have kids here in the future and the house that we're in, Probably isn't the best, especially with the size dog that we have that takes up half the house too. So, <laughs> yeah, man, well, Josh, we we bought our dream house last year, and I literally printed off pictures of it and taped it all over the walls. That and is we were so in a cool. Unique situation, 
where we had to pay cash for this house and we didn't have all the cash and we were mm-hmm. moving out of the country when we found it. And long story short, it was a huge giant nightmare. It took 24 months to get it all structured and done, but mm-hmm. we got it. And, but it was a screensaver on our cell phones. It was like, it was in front of us. We could see it. We talked about it all the time. We drive up and walk around the property and we just kept it in front of us as we went on the journey of, you know, getting it. And that just goes back to exactly what you've been sharing with the systems and processes. Get it ingrained in your family. Know the goal and they'll be on board and cheering you on because they, they want to get there too. Josh, thank you so much for joining me on uh, Small Business Made Simple. This has been one of my favorite interviews and I don't say that every time. So that's you you definitely hit the nail on the head and uh, I really appreciate you being here. Can you just quickly share um, where we can find out uh, more about you, more about your business, um, because I know uh, everybody listening is going to want to definitely see what you do. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Thanks for being an action taker to serve and help and add value to other businesses because it's a really big deal what you're doing. So I'm honored to be thanks a part so of much. It. And uh, if people, you know, if if the family system thing is resonating, resonating with you, I encourage you to go to honorandfire.com, honorandfire.com. There's a free quiz you can take. It's like an assessment of your family's legacy level. And it basically walks through these different categories of, you know, what needs to be systemized and set up in our family so that we can, you know, be a seven-figure family, be a hyper-connected, mm-hmm. world-changing, positive, goal-setting, high-achieving family. Um, and you can just go right to that website and take that for free. Awesome. Well, Josh, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was an honor having you here and uh, the best of luck to you and your family. You guys are doing incredible things. Thank you. Take care. What a fun talk with Josh, right? You know, he blew my mind when we sat down to record, and I hope you learned a ton from this episode just as I did. I know I say this a lot, but I now have a bunch of new things I need to work on implementing in my own business and home, and uh, you know, I'd really love for you to check out uh, Josh's business at www.honorandfire.com. So thanks, Josh, and uh, guys, be sure to check that out. If you'd like to be among the first to receive my next podcast when it releases, be sure to subscribe to the show on whatever podcasting platform you're listening on. You know, lastly, I'd love it if you left a review for the podcast as well, and it would be a big help to get this out to more people. So thank you guys uh, for doing that. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe a website with a clear message never confuses, beats the competition, and grows your business. Oh,